Those of you who received Councillor Maureen Child's excellent weekly newsletter may have spotted that this weekend's Power of Food Festival will profile a number of local projects, including the Community Orchard. This festival is one that seems rather to have slipped us by. We haven't seen any flyers or posters about it. Ah, there's a reason for this. There aren't any, well, other than a few produced by volunteers on their own computers. All other publicity has either been online or word of mouth. So what is the Power of Food Festival? Its founder is Marie-Amélie Viat. The Power of Food Festival started in 2015 as a completely sort of grassroots initiative. Community food growing is something that's poorly understood and yet incredibly transformative for individuals involved in community food gardens and indeed for communities at large in their neighbourhoods where those gardens exist. So it was felt that there was a need to not only highlight the the benefit of all of this to make it better known but also to give a chance to the very very many volunteers who make these gardens exist uh, a chance to to celebrate their good work and to be somehow recognized for what they're doing which is very beneficial and something that we've talked about on this particular podcast is the fact that we do have the community orchard in portobello at the donkey field which really attract a lot of support here. That's fantastic, yes. Uh, Donkeyfield Community Orchard and indeed also the Milton Road Community Garden, which is right next to it on the grounds of Edinburgh College, are two gardens that have taken part in the festival in previous years and will be taking part again this year. They're very different from each other and indeed across the, the festival we've got 29 gardens this year taking part which in itself is pretty amazing, an amazing diversity across all of those gardens. And that's partly what we're celebrating with the Power Food Festival is the diversity of of these gardens and the inclusiveness of them. So going back to the two examples on your doorstep, you've got one which is clearly within an education institution on the campus of Edinburgh College, but not just for the community uh, within Edinburgh College, might it be staff and students, but also for the wider community, all the residents around are, are very welcome to engage in that garden. And then right next to it, you've got more of a sort of specialist garden, I guess, which is also very, very community-based, doesn't have, as far as I'm aware, any affiliation with any particular institution, but focuses on the orchard uh, side of things. And so obviously fruit trees is, is the main activity there. To what extent is this, in a sense, part of the slow food movement, which is more prevalent in parts of uh, continental Europe than it is here? Well, Slow Food food Edinburgh and Slow Food Scotland and indeed Slow Food Youth Network have all been very enthused about what we've been doing with the Power of Food Festival. They can see a lot of linkages and synergies between what they're trying to achieve and what we're doing. But the festival is completely independent of the Slow Food movement and wasn't really set up as part of that. In fact, it's quite distinct from a broader sort of foodie movement which exists across the UK. And indeed, we've got other foodie festivals uh, taking part in Edinburgh. The Community uh, Food Growing Festival that is the Power Food Festival is really about social inclusion and environmental sustainability. And it's really about social connectedness and societal well-being and enabling people in neighbourhoods to meet one another and to take forward a positive collective action. Food is at the heart of that as a vehicle, as a catalyst, not just as a be-all and end-all. This is something that covers the whole of Edinburgh, but you're 
organising bike rides so that people can actually experience more of what is going on around them. Just explain a bit about that. Yes, it's, it's absolutely uh, marvellous because we've been able to work with Sustrans, the bicycle and active travel charity, over the past three years, since the very beginning of the festival, to organise free guided bike tours of some of the gardens taking part in the festival. So you're quite right. We've got two bike rides that are taking place this year, and, and it's, there's still time to sign up. You do need to sign up. They're free, but you do need to register, and you can do that via our website or indeed via the Sustrans Scotland's website. And they will be each taking in three or four gardens, I think, and indeed one of them will take in the two gardens in your neck of the woods in Portobello, both Donkeyfield Community Orchard and Milton Road Community Garden. So I think that one starts up at the Meadows, doesn't it? That's right. It starts up uh, at the Meadows on Saturday morning. There is a new community food growing space in the Meadows itself, which has just got going this year. So it will start there and it will head out to the Magdalene Community Garden, taking in the Innocent Railway and then coming to Portobello, Donkeyfield and uh, Milton Road. And really, we're very keen on this partnership with Sustrans because, as I said, the festival comes from a standpoint of environmental sustainability as well as social inclusion. And we see uh, bicycle transport, active travel, as a key part of moving that agenda forward. So it fits in extremely well. So how much support have you actually got for the festival? Over the, It's lasting a week, isn't it? Oh, no, it's starting two days. <laughs> oh, it's starting Hold your days. horses here. <laughs> you never know in future, who knows where we might go. But uh, it's, it's Saturday and Sunday. We've had an incredible amount of support for the festival, which has been incredibly humbling because it started off as a bit of an experiment following this kind of light bulb moment I had when I realised that these community food growing spaces, which in my view were so transformative, were so poorly known. And therefore, I thought, well, maybe we should do something to celebrate that. How about a festival? So, you know, I haven't got a background in organising festivals. <laughs> I knew nothing about it. And we just got going with a very small core team of uh, the three of us and then an extended team of about 15 gardens in the first year. And indeed, lots of other people who rallied around to offer a huge range of events in the actual garden spaces, because that's also the beauty of the festival, is that it's not just showcasing the gardens, but also giving an opportunity for people to showcase whatever gift and talent they want to share with others by organising all sorts of workshops and entertainment in the garden spaces, thereby also giving visitors something else to look forward to when they visit the gardens. Everyone is doing this just for the love of it. And it's just amazing. We don't have any funding. We've made a point of not seeking funding uh, in terms of grant funding, because really the garden has got something that is incredibly priceless and invaluable, something that none of us could actually buy. And that's the goodwill and the enthusiasm and the energy and the desire to do something positive together, which comes from very, very many people. So that's what we're tapping into. And it looks like that's a very rich vein at the moment. So we're very fortunate. There's more information on the website, along with an excellent short video about last year's event. The links are on the page where you found this podcast.